This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Wow, what a week for Arkansas. Football recruiting, basketball recruiting, Football in general, you know we got to jump in with Danny West and Curtis Wilkerson discuss all that. We had a record-setting month uh, at hogsports.com this month. We're also going to jump in with Rusty Manziel, the analyst over at Dogs247 to get a little more insight on the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, from hogsports.com, your number one independent source on the Razorbacks. This is your Arkansas versus Georgia primer. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already or like it. Be one of the 83,000 Razorback fans to follow the page. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a like or a thumbs up or whatever on both of those channels. Also on YouTube, be sure to hit the notifications bell after you subscribe so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hogsports is just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGsports.com. Be sure to sign up for breaking news text alerts also and, of course, our free newsletter that drops uh, daily newsletters uh, about Razorback news free, most of it, uh, to your email inbox each day. Okay, a lot to get to today in a short amount of time. As I mentioned, we're going to be joined by Danny West, Kurt Wilkerson, and Rusty Manziel to get a little bit of insight. But we first got to mention Nick Smith, Jr., North Little Rock combo guard, number eight prospect overall for the class of 2022. And we'll talk a little bit more about the significance of that commitment from a ranking standpoint a little bit later. But why not, he said, of why he chose Arkansas. I've been here since I was a young pup talking to Muss and the coaching staff. Just made sense. Staying home, and I keep putting Arkansas on my back, so it made sense. So, it's a great commitment for Arkansas. That recruiting class is really shaping up uh, to be pretty impressive right now. So we'll talk to Curtis a little bit more about that here in a little bit and the the impact of Nick Smith's commitment. 6'4", 185 pounds, uh, number eight national, number three Congo guard, number one overall prospect in Arkansas. Alabama was you know a school that was in the mix, obviously, UAPB, some others. But we'll talk to, to Curtis a little bit more about that. And then also on the football side of things, Arkansas got a commitment from the number two ranked prospect. They already had the number one ranked prospect in Shamar Easter, tight end. Uh, but the number two ranked prospect in the state, an old offensive lineman, Joey Sua. Number three for that class. They have two four-star tight ends and the number two ranked prospect in Arkansas right now out of Bentonville High School. And, of course, we'll talk to Danny West about that and just some other things going on with recruiting. Uh, you know, talks about expanding the uh, – or the proposal, I should say, about expanding the number of uh, commitments and everything. And then, of course, with football, the big news, number eight, Arkansas, at number two, Georgia. This game is at 11 o'clock. You wish it was a little bit later, but maybe not a bad thing for Arkansas. There's still going to be 90-plus thousand probably in the, in the stands. But uh, Arkansas is 4-0, 1-0 in the SEC. Georgia has the same exact record. Saturday, October 12th, 
excuse me, October 2nd at 11 a.m. on ESPN. Sanford Stadium is 92,746,000. ,000. I mentioned before that this is the farthest back stadium I've been to the, in the SEC. I've been to the other 13 more recently than I've been to Georgia. So looking forward to getting back to Athens. Georgia has played Clemson 10-3. They missed a field goal in that game also. But 10-3 uh, against Clemson. And, and, like, I know people are, like, kind of down on Clemson right now, but don't make any mistake that Clemson – has ballers. I mean, they these guys recruit at a extremely high level. Now, maybe they're having some issues at quarterback and stuff like that, but don't mistake that Clemson is like just yeah. I mean, they would <laughs> they're going to win a lot of games still this year. UAB was completely outclassed. Watched a good bit of that game, fifty six seven. South Carolina outclassed because Georgia has a bunch of five stars all over the place. That's not what you want to hear from your head coach. And in, in Vanderbilt, I mean, there was probably – they looked like there was more Georgia fans in the stands. And Vanderbilt is – obviously, Vanderbilt is 62 nothing last weekend in an 11 o'clock game. This is Arkansas's first trip on the road. they got to shift some things around, obviously. They'll hold their chapel Friday night instead of Saturday. 12 o'clock in, in Georgia, Eastern time, 11 o'clock our time. It's a big game, fellas. And, I mean, when you look at this team, you look at their offense, uh, there's some inexperience there. They've got a couple offensive linemen that have double-digit starts under their belts and stuff. But there's some inexperience overall. Not just like this juggernaut offense, but really they don't have to be. And really I don't know if they can be with the defense because, you know, getting good field position, getting, what, seven interceptions, you know, all of the things that the defense does, they don't have to just be – Take a lot of risk, I guess, on, on offense. You know, JT Daniels, um, he's missed one game, obviously. He's got a little bit of a lad issue. 54-71, 76.1% completion percentage, 567 yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions, 160.75 passer rating. So not just astronomical passer rating. That's seventh in the SEC right now. Their leading receiver is Brock Bowers, a tight end. He's fast. He's a good-looking tight end. I mean, he's – Active, 18 catches, 272 yards, 68 yards a game. Jermaine Burton would be number two. He ranks 15th. Brock Bowers is ninth in the SEC. Burton's 15th, 54 yards per game, 12 catches, 219 yards, two touchdowns for Brock Bowers. And then at running back, it's not like typical like you think of Georgia running backs like just – when I think like SEC running backs, like a lot of times a Georgia player will, will hop in my head. Uh, Zamir White was a super recruit. 37 carries, 207 yards, 5.59 yards a carry. James Cook, 123 yards on 22 carries, also 5.59 yards per carry. And then the other guy uh, is Milton, Kendall Milton, who's a sophomore, 24 carries, 119 yards. Those are the guys to watch. But really, I mean, that offensive line, it's just like – like you look at him, it's like, okay, this guy's 6'4", 325. This guy's 6'4", 305. He's 305. He's 310. You know, it's like they're big, obviously, 310, 325. That's, that's big. But it's not like you don't look at them and say like on a piece of paper and be like, man, they're so much bigger. But you look at them on video. Obviously, I haven't seen them on purpose. I'll see them on Saturday. I'll be there in Athens. But you look at them on video, and these are these dudes are put together. I mean, they are a lot of Sam Pittman recruits <laughs> on this offensive line. They did lose uh, Tate uh, Ratledge, I believe he was hurt in the first game, uh, but he was uh, he was a big time recruit, also. But all of them are. I mean, they're they're just sprinkled up and down, big time recruit after big time recruit. 
the numbers I look at, like, also for offense, like, they've allowed two sacks this year. You know, you can talk about yardage and all that stuff, and sometimes that stuff can be skewed by a really bad defense or, you know, other, other having to come back, all kinds of things like that. But two sacks allowed by Georgia offensive line this year. On the other hand, they've picked up 14 sacks. They've intercepted seven passes. Defense is stout, y'all. I mean, Arkansas has got their work cut out for them. 18 point, 18 and a half points is a, is a pretty big betting line, but Arkansas is going to have to play really clean. It can't be a 10, 13 turnover game like they've had a couple times this year. It's got to be clean. Got to have the ball bounce their way a few times here and there. Georgia plays hard. They're not – I mean, like, Texas A&M game last week, I was looking at that game and I'm like, man, Arkansas's, Arkansas has got a better team than Texas A&M. And I really felt that. I don't know that I feel that this week. I feel like Arkansas will fight tooth and nail to the end. They will battle. They get some, they get some bounces going their way. Who knows? Things happen in college football. I say this every single year, and people act like you're crazy if you can predict anything happening other than the top ten winning every single game. And that's not how it happens. They lose. They drop off. Week after week after week, you see a top ten team lose. Who was predicting Clemson to drop two games already this season? All right, we got to get to Curtis now. When did I tell Curtis I was going to get to him? Make sure my timing's right. We got Curtis, Danny, and Rusty coming on all today. Two ten, so I or excuse me, twelve ten. So I'm a little bit late on Curtis by a minute. So let's get to Curtis Wilkerson. Those who don't follow Curtis, you can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He's picked up a new name called Curtains for his blowout coverage this week of the Nick Smith commitment. Hey, Curtis, hey. how you doing, brother? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. Not yeah. much to talk about today, is it? Just not, much, just not a whole lot going on, man. I mean, it's like no. just Weird. blah, basketball. I mean, barely. I mean, they practiced a little, and then, you know, you, you kind of got a commitment. It's just not – Nothing too exciting going on. <laughs> yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> so how's it shaking, Curtis? I mean, obviously you had just blowout coverage of this commitment. You've been covering Nick Smith for some time now. Um, what is the impact of this commitment? What's the significance of it? 
Well, it's it's insane. You know, I, I it was during uh, it was during preseason camp, football camp. I, I wrote an article, uh, basically just asking, you know, when is Musselman going to land his first five star mm-hmm. at Arkansas? And to be honest, uh, I was kind of gearing people up a little bit towards, you know, maybe we're looking at twenty twenty three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because at the time, uh, you know, Khalil Ware just made his commitment to Oregon, and uh, you know, Nick Smith, and, and we maintained throughout that Arkansas wasn't out of it, but he was trending towards Alabama for for a good while there. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it's that visit that it just had to happen. They needed to get to that point, and and we know when you when you come to Arkansas, when you get those kids on campus, uh, all bets are off because mm-hmm. they tend to always over deliver. Uh, and they did, and, and it, you know, a lot of it was that atmosphere from the Texas game uh, was just incredible. You you can't come to that and not be impressed. But then, you know, it, it was his opportunity to get in there and see how the Razorbacks operate. You know, that it's it's an NBA style of program, and that's his ultimate goal. All that experience on the coaching staff, finally getting some face to face interaction. You know, that was huge, and it sounds silly because he's an in state guy. Uh, but that didn't matter over the course of the last year to, to year and a half because of COVID with everything being shut down. So uh, it, it was just a huge visit. And, and to land him, uh, you know, this is the second highest commit, you know, ranking-wise that Arkansas has gotten. And, and the number one guy never made it to campus, and that yeah. was Jefferson. Uh, and obviously, you know, you got to get a signature from Nick, you know, hopefully in the early signing period, uh, and, and then get him on campus. But uh, this is huge for Eric Musselman, you know, to, to build off that top 10 class he had in 2020 with those in-state guys. Then you make an Elite Eight. Now you you make a splash here with a five-star, uh, and it opens up the door to others, you know, and, and it could create a domino effect here. Really, uh, I think it just kind of symbolizes and, and makes the statement that, you know, as long as Eric Musselman is around, Arkansas is here to stay. He's, he's building a monster, and, and he's not shying away from feeding it. I, I think I tweeted that last night. Uh, you know, just I I just can't overstate how important it is for this uh, for this commitment to come through. It's a big deal. Kurt Wilkerson joining us once again. You can follow Kurt at Kurt Wilkerson underscore if you want to read his VIP breakdowns on all Razorback basketball content and his contributions with football. Also, you need that VIP subscription? It's just one dollar right now for your first month. Danny had a nice little breakdown here. You mentioned uh, the importance of of uh, Nick. Well, not the importance, but just the uh, ranking of Nick Smith, number two in the rankings era all time. Uh, you have to go back to Al Jefferson, who you, you touched on a little bit. I remember Al Jefferson, I called him one day just out of the blue. I'd never talked to him, and he picked up the phone. This is obviously back in, like, 2003. And uh, I was like, man, this guy, Arkansas has got a chance. He had no idea, but, like, how often do you call a guy of that caliber? And they're just like, hello? So uh, <laughs> I can remember where I was sitting thinking. I was like, I'm just going to cold call Al Jefferson. But, uh, yeah, he ended up uh, committing to Arkansas but didn't make it. That was like the year before the one-and-done rule got put in place, of course. You're just like thinking those are like back in the days when everything just seemed like it would go against Arkansas. Um, But Nick Smith is number two in the rankings era. You have to go 18 years past that to 2022 class uh, for Nick Smith. But you also have, you know, pre-rankings era. Like, you know, Corliss Williamson was ranked number one or two. I believe him and Othella Harrington, depending on what list you looked at, were number one or two. Um, you had uh, who else was no- oh Darnell Robinson was number three. That was yeah. the year with uh, Rashid Wallace and Rashard Griffith. They were I believe one and two, and then uh, Darnell was three. And uh, so that was uh, 
those those guys would, I guess, be be one and two probably all time. Uh, but Nick Smith and uh, and Al Jefferson are way up there. Bobby Portis is number three, class of 2013. And I'll let you guys go to the list. Danny has a great breakdown on all the guys and a bio on all of them. Uh, that you can read the top ten Razorback recruits there. So, Curtis, anything else you want to jump in on basketball, like uh, a what's next type of situation? I know you had a great article on that as well. Yeah, sure. You know, like I said, when you do something like this and, and you land a top ten recruit, uh, it can create a bit of a domino effect. And you know, it, it's kind of like the uh, like the LeBron James deal. You know, some people get irritated. Uh, when he was bouncing around a little bit, and then all of a sudden the stars are following he's creating super teams, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and, you know, maybe Arkansas can find themselves in a situation where they can capitalize on something like that. You know, it, it, Travis Branham, our, our guy here at, at 24-7, uh, he had a nice interview with Nick about his commitment. One of the things he said was, hey, I, I'm trying to bring some other guys with me. And, and he pointed out, uh, you know, the two guys that we've been zeroed in on here for a while – uh, in terms of, of following this 2022 class as they look to wrap it up, and that's Jordan Walsh and Anthony Black, another pair of five stars. Uh, and still some work to be done there. You know, both of these guys have some visits that they need to finish up, but, uh, you know, he's trying to bring them in here with him. These are guys that were already interested in Arkansas. They've already visited. And I look at a guy like Jordan Walsh. I, I don't know if you saw last night, but somebody just got a wild hair and, and tweeted out and said, hey, Arkansas Twitter, let's get Jordan Walsh to 5,000 followers. And I didn't know if he was even at 2,000 at the time. And I, I haven't checked in the last hour or so, but he's closing in on it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's ridiculous. And I you know, I actually texted Jordan this morning. I said, hey, I, I see a Twitter account following up. What do you think about that? And he just said, man, this is crazy. <laughs> and it is. And and Arkansas fans are. And that's, that's why you love them. You yeah. know, and, uh, you know those things, and you think about especially now with that with the NIL era and how important it is to brand yourself and market yourself. Uh, that could be something that really stands out to a guy like that. And, and Arkansas is already in a strong position there, so definitely one that I have my eye on here moving forward. I don't understand like right now how you couldn't love a Razorback fan. I mean, especially like Nick Smith coming to the Arkansas Texas game in that environment. Like to me, like a healthy Razorback fan is really tough to beat now an unhealthy Razorback fan it can go it can be really hard to deal with an unhealthy (laughs) Razorback fan really difficult I mean we've seen it when it gets unhealthy but when it's healthy you know it's a beautiful thing Curtis I want to flip you over to to, we we don't have a whole lot of time here but I want to flip you over to football real quick and you know we we always go over keys to victory turnovers penalties special teams injuries are always a key role Uh, but big plays I think you nailed it on this one because with the way Georgia is, it doesn't feel like there's going to be a whole lot of sustained drives, like just pounding the rock and stuff like that. It feels like it's going to you're going to have to catch them on some big plays here and there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that a hundred percent. Something I look at there, you know, where are they going to come up with their points? And you know, last weekend Arkansas played a, a Texas A&M defense that at the time was ranked, you know, I think at the top of the country and scoring defense in several categories. Uh, and here you are again a week later. But this Georgia defense seems different to me. I mean, these these guys are. Uh, I, I think you said a little bit earlier they're they're put together on, mm-hmm. on the offensive line. They sure are on defense too. A, a lot of talent there. Uh, so you're right. You know, is Arkansas going to be able to sustain a bunch of long methodical drives against that front seven? Uh, 
maybe, but I don't know. It sure would help him a lot if they were able to hit a couple big plays. And, you know, you look at, at K.J. Jefferson, uh, hey, you know, this is a guy that's that's connected on some bombs so far this year, and, and he's more accurate with the deep ball than he is short and intermediate. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe they can catch him slipping there. I don't know that you can necessarily say Georgia's defense has a weakness, uh, but if you had to pick one, maybe it is back there in that secondary or a place where they're maybe a little bit more vulnerable. Uh, and if you can bust one over the top or, or hey, you, with this rushing attack, maybe you can just just catch them off guard and break a big run. But, yeah, a big play would, would be huge. And you can also get that on the defensive side of the ball, too. Uh, you know, Georgia has been turning it over a, a little bit. They, they create a lot of takeaways, too, but they do turn it over. So uh, capitalizing and making a big play could be huge, especially on the road. You need some breaks to go your way. Curtis also does a five-burning question story. Where does Arkansas stand among the elite? Are the question, These are the questions he asked. Where does Arkansas stand among the elites? Razorbacks ready for true road environment? Question mark. Will the Hogs find enough points in Athens? And can Arkansas get to JT Daniels consistently? And lastly, will the Razorbacks establish the run? And if you want to read more on that, he's got a great breakdown on all of that. Also, more depth on his keys to victory. So go to hogsports.com to read that. Curtis, just uh, one minute here left. I want to ask you, Flip you, sorry, we got a full house today, but I want to ask you uh, about your impressions of Razorback basketball practice. I know you were there the other day. What did you see? A lot of new faces. Yeah, well, I, I, the, the first thing that stood out to me is, you know, you, you see Eric Musselman's energy on, on Twitter and social media, and that extends onto the basketball floor. No surprise there. There's no wasted time, uh, not a wasted second. You know, those guys are getting after it. They're full speed the entire time. Uh, man, there's a lot of talent in that gym, and, and right now it's all about putting the pieces together like they did last year, and it's going to take a little bit of time. One thing to monitor, they do have a few guys that are banged up right now. Uh, nothing is going to be too serious as far as you know lingering into the season and, and things like that, but uh, there's a handful of guys that are missing some key practice time, so that, that limits what they can do a little bit over the next couple weeks, and also uh, in terms of trying to figure out rotations and things like that. So, uh, you know, will that trickle down a little bit into the early portions of the season in terms of, of chemistry and, and really executing at high level? We'll see, but man, they sure are a talented group. It's going to be a fun season. All right, Curtis. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, anytime. All right, everybody, that's Kurt Wilkerson. Again, follow Kurt Wilkerson, underscore. If you want basket elite like basketball coverage, you're going to need Kurt Wilkerson. You're going to need his information. All right, we're going to shift right over to Danny West now. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 247 Does a great job handling our Razorback football recruiting and also touching on everything from Razorback football to Razorback basketball. Danny, my friend. How you doing? What's going on, buddy? Man, it's been a busy, busy week. Uh, I mentioned earlier that we uh, we had like a record-setting week at hogsports.com in terms of traffic, like all time, even coaching right? search. Yeah, record-setting – or excuse me, probably a record-setting week. I don't know about the week, but the month. I know we had a record-setting day earlier this week. We had a record-setting month in terms of traffic. So it has been uh, – Razorback fans are going crazy. I don't know if you saw that stat or that number that uh, Arkansas is the only team that – has had a top 10 program in football, basketball, and baseball at some point in 2021. So, Arkansas – and we know what the other sports are doing. They're all ranked, too. So, uh, it's a good time to be a hog, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, you kind of get used to it with baseball, right? Right. And then, of course, basketball. We had already kind of gone through that, hey, back sort of period, you know. Mm-hmm. But, 
you look up in Arkansas's top ten in football, and buddy, I don't know what the hell is going on anymore. <laughs> you I know, you. like you keep having to pinch yourself a little bit. Like, is this real life? I remember not too long ago they were bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. I mean, like worst in the country, in my opinion, among power fives. I think Kansas probably could have beat them a couple of years there. And then it's just incredible to sit back and watch what what Sam Pittman has done here. Nobody expected it. I think we all expected them to be better, but not this good, not this quickly. So it's been a lot of fun. Not only, you know, to see Arkansas fans who deserve this type of turnaround and and deserve to be proud of their football program, but because it is Sam Pittman behind it. You know, he's Mm -hmm. just a good dude and somebody we've always thought highly of. So you said it, great time to be a Razorback. You know, I was looking back at my most disliked video, uh, which was Sam Pittman uh, hired at Arkansas, and we talked on that day. But that was my most – it had 29 down, but it had like 700 and something up votes. I mean, I'm not saying like it was – like percentage-wise it was fairly normal, I guess. But uh, the uh, the number of, of down votes was significant. But I was going back and looking at that video, and a lot of the stuff that, you know, you pointed to, or I pointed to, and you too, but uh, was about the fit that Sam Pittman could be and, like, what he's going to do in recruiting and how players are going to latch on to him. And all of that stuff came to pass. And the one negative that we talked about was his lack of head coaching experience. But really, you know, when you look at him, he has been around so many head coaches and been around the block so much that – I don't think that it really mattered that he'd been – not, and he, and he had yeah. been technically also. He was at Hutchinson, Hutchinson Community College. I think maybe – didn't he have a year or two, a couple of years yep. maybe as a high school yep. coach as well? Mm-hmm. He did in yeah. Missouri. That's right. But, you know, going back to your down votes there, a lot of that may have been Georgia fans that hated to lose him, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, you can still go back and change like your down votes if you want to change your mind now. If you just go yeah, search go, for – Yeah, can do that. I think if you search for Trey Biddy, Sam Pittman hired, you'll find it on YouTube. Yeah. Hey, he's changing the game, though, you know, in terms of college coaching searches. I think he's going to change the game. I think people can uh, I think they feel more confident that they're able to save a little bit of money, mm-hmm. you know, because hey, that's what it's about for a lot of these programs looking for one, especially one that had gone through something like Arkansas had been through. But I do think he's uh, he himself has made. Uh, you know, uh, uh, boosters and, and presidents and athletic directors totally rethink this thing. Mm-hmm. It truly is all about fit. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and and he he's been a great fit and and culture. Uh, yeah. So, Danny, I wanted to change gears with you real quick because okay. Joey Sua uh, committed to Arkansas, offensive lineman out of Bentonville High School. What do you know about this kid? Seems like he's well put together, uh, and where are things shaping up right now? Looks like a good start for twenty twenty three. We'll pick Sua, huh? Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> big, uh, big offensive lineman for the 2023 class. He's their third commitment. Uh, I haven't actually looked up to see where they're at now. I know they were top ten, so I think they're still around eighth in the country, if that's if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, are they going to finish eighth? Probably not, uh, but they could. You never know with the way things are, have gone lately. So, who knows? But off to a really good start there. This is a six-five, two hundred. I'm sorry, three hundred and fifteen-pound offensive tackle. I see him as more of a guard, Trey. But uh, big kid, big strong guy. He actually transferred in to Northwest Arkansas Bentonville High School from California over this past offseason and 
he was a pleasant surprise to a uh, a class that I think is going to be kind of top heavy uh, within the state next year. So um, it was good for you know they could get an uh, additional lineman in here. They've kind of been on a run of in-state linemen lately, and I think he helps you uh, carry that over. But he when he showed up, he already had offers from Georgia. Oregon, Michigan State, Maryland, BYU, a great offer out there. So he came uh, fully loaded with offers, and lo and behold, he, he got on campus for the July 31st cookout, I think was his first trip to campus. Then he came to the first game against Rice. He was back for the Texas game uh, in week two. And uh, so, you know, even though he's only been in the state for a short period here, he's actually been around the staff quite a bit, and I think he felt – like a priority, he felt comfortable with them, and and uh, they made it happen really quickly. Not surprising to me. Uh, I just felt like he was a guy that he's not going to do a whole lot of attention seeking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So uh, good to get him on board earlier this week. Danny, I wanted to shift gears with you real quick, and and just real quick because uh, we got to get to Rusty Manzel. I told him we get to him at twelve thirty. But so Rusty's coming on. Rusty's coming on next. He's one of yes, my sir. favorite guys in the net, in the network. Yeah, he does a great job. Does a great job. Uh, so this uh, this proposal to possibly extend the recruiting classes to as many as seven in a class. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a benefit for Arkansas, or or do you think it'd be a negative? I mean, I look at it like. All these Texas schools can take a lot more players. So what do you think? Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. It's kind of like the NIL deal. You know, Mm -hmm. I answered that question for a year when it was being talked about. It's kind of the same deal. This thing benefits everybody. It's going to hurt some some teams in some instances, and it's going to help them in some. So can I just draw a line and say, hey, Arkansas is a school that's absolutely going to benefit from this. Well, at some point, it'll probably hurt them, too, I'm sure. So, um, you know, that's not a a clear-cut answer, but I don't think there is one. But for the time being, for this particular 2022 class, I do think it benefits them. Uh, Of course, we all know they're low on scholarship numbers. They need more of them in this class. I think Mm -hmm. there's a couple of guys, even within the state here, that – Maybe getting out of here, uh, you know, leaving for another program. If you had additional room, maybe you circle back and go get a guy like Jalen White. If he's still open to that, of course, he uh, he recently committed to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And who could blame him? You know, Arkansas is out of room. He, he wants to go play in the SEC. That's a good spot for him. But if they get these extra spots, it wouldn't shock me at all if they turn around and, and make another run at it. Mm-hmm. All right, Danny. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. I'll let Rusty have it. Y'all All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Danny. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, you can follow him at Danny West 247, hogsports.com recruiting analyst, but it's so much more than that. So uh, you'll need the VIP subscription to read a lot of his stuff. So uh, go to hogsports.com for all of your Razorback recruiting needs. All right. We're going to hop over to Rusty Manzel. So, Rusty, Rusty is a good dude and is very familiar with Sam Pittman and does a great job. He also um, is the analyst there for a Georgia basketball – or excuse me, for Georgia football in general, the recruiting side of things, not only Dogs 247. So, does a great job. Rusty, my friend, how you doing? Hey, just keep talking well. I'll let you, I'll let you do all you need to do right there. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. We, we pump our guests up, but you, uh, you need no pumping. You do a great job. And uh, you uh, – I, I wanted to jump right into it with you, Rusty, because – you know Sam Pittman. You covered him at Georgia. What are your thoughts on the success in such a short amount of time that he's had and just your, your thoughts on the man in general? 
Uh, man, we could talk a long time on Sam Pittman. You know, I've done several interviews about him this week, and um, you know what? Arkansas, it was such the right hire. You know, and I know he wasn't their first choice, and Sam Pittman knows he wasn't their first choice. He didn't care. Um, he wanted a chance, and for Arkansas, they needed somebody that was going to bleed Fayetteville, and that guy, is he bleeds Fayetteville, he bleeds that university. Uh, he's such a genuine um, just man, and, and that resonates in living rooms. What he did was hire a hell of a staff. Mm-hmm. And that's that The blueprint for what Sam Pittman and what Arkansas has done is going to change the coaching landscape. You don't have to win, and he won a press conference. Don't get me wrong. That was one of the most genuine press conferences you'll ever see. But you don't have to have the quote-unquote sexy hire. You need to be good year round, not that th- not that thirty five minutes, uh, you know, introduction to a fan base. So, mm-hmm. um, I think Shane Beamer got his job because of Sam Pittman getting his job and what what he did in a short time. Uh, but he, he's just a genuine person, and you know, I talked to so many parents and players that were recruited by him or knew him, and, and they just you just never hear a bad word about. Him. I think Kirby Smart has went out of his way this week. If you listen to everything. Kirby Smart does the coach speak by a lot of people, and he'll talk, but he has went in depth, and he made it clear the first person that he went after when he got a head coaching job was Sam Pittman. I think that said a ton. Yeah, and, and Sam Pittman has even mentioned that uh, when they played Georgia, that he, or excuse me, when they played Alabama, he told him he was coming to get him when he got a head coaching job, and yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened. So you yep. can follow Rusty at Manzel247. Hey, before we get into this game a little bit, how's, uh, how's our guy Rashad DeBinion doing over there in Georgia? Oh, man, he's doing well. I know Coach Smith is pumped about getting him out here. You know, they're, they're in 3A, and they mm-hmm. play a hell of a schedule. There's, there's all the way up to 7A in Georgia. But, I mean, that 3A team in Cedar Grove, they're they're absolutely loaded. they got D1 kids all over the place. And, you know, they, they run it up on teams because they don't really play a ton of competition. So he, he shares, carries with a freshman, this unbelievable kid named Bo Walker. So mm-hmm. Rashad, I think his best playing days are ahead of him. He's tough. He's physical. Uh, I think Jimmy knows that, you know, Coach Smith kind of set the tone for that program, and they've just carried it over since Jimmy's been there, uh, since Jimmy was there. And, um, you know, I just think he's going to be a really, really good football player. I love what Arkansas is doing in Georgia. I think Arkansas should get three or four players a year for Georgia because you turn around in five years and you're going to have 15 to 16 kids from there. Mm-hmm. And, and these kids, they, hey, you can you can call me a homer if you want, but, yeah, I am a homer about the state of Georgia. Uh, these kids are producing, and they're producing all over the country. So uh, Arkansas, with the connections they got, Scott Fountain, Fernando Velasco, Sam Pittman, Jimmy Smith, all these guys, they should be recruiting Georgia, and they are. Yeah, and, and Jimmy Smith brought all those kids from that high school over here, and they were there. Those dudes could ball. I mean, those kids could really play. And, and appreciate the update on Rashad DeBinion. For those who don't know, he's committed to Arkansas running back uh, recruit. But you should know that if you're a Razorback fan. But uh, we certainly appreciate Rusty and his insight over there in the in the Peach State. And I have lived there, as you know, Rusty, and I know what Georgia high school football is all about. There's and it's not just like Atlanta area, like all those little small county schools and all that stuff. I mean, those places really, really produce. Yep. So I wanted to switch you over to this game real quick, Rusty. Um, just a few questions here and there. Can you update us? What is the latest on uh, Georgia injury report? I know there's maybe a little bit about JT Daniels possibly having maybe a lat issue. I know he did miss one game this year. Who Who is missing for this game, do you see, and, uh, and who might be coming back? 
Well, the obvious is George Pickens. He had a lot of questions about him. Yes. He, he won't be back until if anything happens later in the year. Uh, Dominic Blaylock's another guy that I get questions a lot. I don't, I don't, I don't suspect he'll be back. He's still dealing with a hamstring coming off an ACL. Just, just can't get, can't really get healthy. I think Tyke Smith and Darnell Washington. Uh, are the two guys that made news this week. I've been very careful how I approach that one because, yes, those guys are back. But the one thing is, Trey, you know this, you can be back, but you're not in football shape back. Yeah. I'm talking Tuesday practice, that Wednesday physicality. Oh, by the way, Arkansas coming here, an extremely physical football team. So those guys may play some snaps, but I don't suspect it's going to be a ton of a ton of uh, snap count this week for those two guys. Uh, and that's who Georgia fans really ask the most about. But uh, when they get those two guys back, now they'll be two starters. But right now, those guys haven't played this year, and I don't think they'll play a ton of snaps on Saturday. There are some. There's some new faces on on Georgia's offense. Defense looks just like a veteran. I mean, yep. just a bunch of studs. But uh, on, you flip over to the offensive side, and you get Jermaine Burton. There's some guys back and stuff, some offensive linemen that have multiple stars stuff. But, you know, uh, Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey. You know, there's a lot of – it seems like a lot of new faces over there, which Lad McConkey, I heard the guy said, to the possession receiver, and then he just flies. It looks like he runs a 4-4. I'm like, that's the possession guy? But uh, Brock Bowers playing extremely well. What are your thoughts on this Georgia offense? The numbers don't ju- just jump off the page, but I don't know that there's room for them to jump off the page because the defense is playing so well. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to take a ton of chances. Here, here's We can get into the game right here because I think that kind of that kind of jumps me into my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And the one question I have about Georgia is offensively. Okay, what are they going to do? Because it's, I don't care who you are, at some point you're going to have to score points if you're going to win in December and win in January. You're not going to shut teams out that are really, really good offensively. So – um, Barry Odom is the guy that, you know, he what he does, and I think Kirby Smart nailed it, absolutely nailed it when he said this about Barry Odom. He makes you play left-handed. He makes you do things that you don't normally want to do. And I think Barry Odom, you know, what he traditionally does, he drops coverage. You know, he makes you throw everything underneath. Uh, everybody looks at that three-down line and says, we're going to run right at you, but it doesn't work. So, uh, you know, I think when you look at this game and from concerns from the Georgia side is Barry Odom. What could he do schematically to give you a problem? Uh, if Georgia can run the football, it changes this game big time. If they cannot run the football, it plays right into what Arkansas does, and that's make you check it down and, and hustle and fly to the football and get you in third and four and third and five in that situation. So, uh, you know, a lot of things, but I think Barry Odom's, Barry Odom's the thing that would worry me the most if I'm Kirby Smart staying up at night. So I want to get you out with this, Rusty. Just the, the matchup overall, your thoughts on a final outcome. Do you have – have you – come up with how you think this game is going to play out and you care to give a score prediction well here yeah, I'm, I'm, i give i'm giving predictions all morning uh on this game and here and i'm gonna say this and and not just i'm just gonna be straight with you what arkansas is doing this is not a flash in the pan i mean arkansas is here i mean how if they're gonna win five games they're gonna win eight games they're gonna win nine games Whatever happens to this program under Sam Pittman, it it is changing, and he's got it going. This is not just a fluky deal with a bunch of seniors. They're recruiting. They got young kids. They they got a great staff. It's a great environment. So I'll say that this isn't a this isn't a they're playing with house money this weekend. And the one thing I'll say, in my experience with something like this, it's extremely hard to get up two weeks in a row. It's extremely hard to get on a plane two weeks in a row. 
Um, so Arkansas coming into this, I think it's a little bit working against them. Uh, I know they got a massive game in the West next week on the road, which is insane to think they have to go play Ole Miss next week. I think Arkansas plays their tail off. I think they play hard, and you see that on tape. I do think this is a four-quarter game. I really do. Uh, I think this is a game that's going to be lower scoring than people think. Now, I think Georgia pulls this thing away in the fourth quarter, but I think this is a this is a physical 20-24-10 type game in the third quarter, fourth quarter, and maybe Georgia scores one late to, to make it look a little different. But I certainly expect Arkansas to come down here and compete and compete the entire game. Uh, and I just think really this is one of those games for depth really hurts you coming off a physical Texas A&M game. Uh, K.J. Jefferson a little bit banged up. Uh, you really you know, really would like him to be 100% going against this defense and those types of things. So um, I certainly think that the Arkansas is going in the right direction. Sam Pittman is doing a hell of a job. Uh, I, I'm very interested in that Ole Miss game next week with these guys. But this is a game they're running into. I've covered this team a long time. This is the best Georgia defense by far that I've ever seen. Um, and and, and they're, 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 they're a handful. And to borrow an old term from old co-worker of ours, who saw it, who saw it up close last week from Bart Simmons, uh, this Georgia defense will flat out suffocate you, and they've got some some upperclassmen right now that are very very high NFL draft picks. I think you're going to see that on Saturday. Yeah, you're probably right, Rusty. Well, I'd love to go out and have beers and stay up all night with you on uh, Friday and hit the town, but uh, we got an 11 o'clock game on Saturday, so well, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. catch you in the press box then. That's good, Tracy. Then safe travels, buddy. All right, appreciate you, Rusty. All right, everybody, Rusty Manzel. One of the best dudes in the industry. I mean, the guy knows his football, his recruiting, respectful of other teams. I mean, that's refreshing, isn't it? Talk to a guy from another team side who's really going to give you some good insight on your own team, on the Razorbacks, on Sam Pittman. And he's got a got a relationship with Sam Pittman, obviously, from before when he was offensive line coach at Georgia. All right. I think we hit everything I wanted to hit. Let's see if we got any special, unique – Great, well-thought-out questions, and we'll get to them, but uh, we'll probably wrap up here in just a little bit. So let's see what we got here. John Sullivan says we need the backs to take three or four yards of carry and not try to turn and run the outside or into it. That's a great point, John. I think you're exactly right because uh, you got to make – if you make any moves, you make one move and hit it because if you're trying to dance, you're trying to get it to the sideline on these guys, they can fly. I mean, their ends will track you down. As fast as Arkansas's backs are, I mean, they can get to the outside and, and uh, take good pursuit angles, all that stuff. Uh, one reason I like Dominic Johnson in this game because he's a guy that doesn't have to make a lot of moves. Big, powerful back. I, like, I would like to see, I think, a lot of uh, Dominic Johnson in this one. Damian M. Phillips says, my wish for the weekend includes getting a pick with Trey Biddy in Athens. Well, let's see, Damien. You probably have to hang out by the press area. I don't know if I'll be out too much <laughs> the night before. Uh, let's see. Marco, Marco Giles says, depth and understanding of the playbook was the main negative for the Hogs last year. Better defense, better offense for us to make the game look like the first half from last year. I mean, if, it, if the first half looks like it did last year, you probably should feel pretty good about it. Obviously, you'd like to have a little bit more offense than that. But, uh, I mean, Georgia can play now. I mean, like, 
Texas and Texas A&M got a lot of talent. They recruit kind of close to that level. Georgia recruits a little bit higher level than either of those two teams have. Texas A&M is pretty high up there. But, uh, man, these guys fight. And there's just not – you just don't see any holes with them overall. And you might pick some things here and there on the offense where they might be susceptible. They've thrown some interceptions and things like that. They don't give up any sacks hardly. But uh, that defense is just – really stout and I think Arkansas you know maybe there's a bit of a balance with Arkansas's offense or excuse me with Arkansas's defense being so experienced and, and, and really stout maybe not the level of five-star talent everywhere <laughs> like Georgia has but uh, just some really experienced guys I mean there's guys over there that are 23 pushing 24 years old on Georgia's on excuse me on Arkansas's defense versus the Georgia offense where yeah there may be some five stars here and there and there's some you know stout experienced guys on the offensive line but uh, there's some maybe some a little bit more inexperience here and there and you know JT Daniels is really good quarterback and he can make throws he can I mean he can drop it in there like a dime but he's not without just he's not just mistake free you know and you know he can move and stuff but he's not just like elusively you know super mobile but you know I think there are some spots there where Arkansas's defense can have success and I, I think Rusty's right I think it probably a low scoring game in this one maybe you see in the fourth quarter Georgia start to pull away but uh Things happen in football. The best team doesn't always win, and sometimes the team that you think is the best team isn't the best team, as we've seen this year also. Justin Starn says, I like seeing Trey stand up on the end, rushing with his ears pinned back. I hope there's more of that in this game. He's got a he's got a tough matchup against number 69. He's a good player. But, uh, yeah, they stand him up quite a bit. Let's see. Daniel susceptible to INTs, yeah. You know, and Georgia's defense gets a lot of interceptions, but if you go back and, like, watch those interceptions, it's like prayers, like just terror, like really bad passes. It's not like all the time, not all the time, just guys stepping in and making great plays. A lot of times it's just like the ball just flutters in the air. UAB, there was a couple few interceptions in that one. And they still beat the crap out of UAB. And UAB is a well-coached team that fights. They just outclassed talent-wise. J.B. Stevens says mistakes and turnovers are going to determine this game if Arkansas can keep it close through four quarters. I think, like last week I said, if Arkansas and Texas A&M both play on an equal footing in terms of special teams, turnovers, penalties, all that stuff, which they pretty much did except for the one turnover, they pretty much did, then Arkansas would win the game. That's how I felt about the Texas A&M game. And this game, I feel like if everything stays equal, Georgia wins the game. Arkansas is going to have to have some balls bounce their way. They're going to have to win penalties, especially if George plays good on special teams from what I've seen. Uh, the George fan may tell me wrong because everybody thinks their special teams suck. But from what I've seen, Georgia plays well on special teams. But if everything stays equal, George is also the home team, clear home field advantage. Arkansas is going to be in white jersey for the first time this season. First true road game under Sam Pittman. The first true road game in terms of having 90,000 people in the stands. Mark Jones says Hogs winning. You heard it here. All right. How long are we gone here? We're not going too terribly long today. We went extra long the other day. We are gone 43 minutes. All right, we'll get a couple more here. Rusty is for shizzle. Knows his stuff for sure. Yes, he does, Scott Sparrell. That's why we had him on the show. I knew he'd be a great interview. We've had him on. I think we had him on last year. did a great job, too. Arkansas is the only program, says Nick Headley. Arkansas is the only program with teams ranked the top 10 in 2021 and at some point in basketball, baseball, and football. How cool is that? Yep, we talked about that a little bit. Super cool, super unique. J.B. Stevens says turnovers. That's all you got to say. That's about all you got to say. 
That will be the stat that stands out the most, turnovers. Penalties, turnovers, special teams, injuries, big plays. I love those keys to victory. I think they hold true. All right, everybody. Appreciate your questions. I want to say thank you to Danny West. Thank you to Curtis Wilkerson. I also want to mention, before we get out of here, and, of course, Rusty Manziel, before we get out of here, one more time, plenty of ways to watch and listen. If you haven't thrown us that five-star review on Apple Podcast and you like the show, even if you watch on YouTube or you watch on Facebook Live, pop over to pop over to the podcast, Hog Sports Live on Apple Podcast. Leave us a review. Leave us a five-star rating if you like the show. Because a lot of people, that's how they that's how they watch the show. So uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we certainly appreciate you and would love you to take just a moment to give us that five-star review. It really makes all the difference. Uh, I really think that we see a difference as our likes and as our five-star reviews and all that stuff goes up. You can tell in the algorithms that it really helps the show. So please help us out. Throw us that five-star review if you haven't done so. Arkansas and Georgia, Saturday, October 2nd, 11 a.m. on ESPN from beautiful Sanford Stadium. Going to be a, going to be a nice game. Going to be a really telling game. Can Arkansas overcome a team with a talent like Georgia? We're going to find out on Saturday. All right. Thanks, Danny West. Thanks, Kurt Wilkerson. Thanks, Rusty Mansell. Thank you to all of you for your questions. And I also want to say one last time, really appreciate not just our subscribers. Obviously, our subscribers are what churns the engine for us and we thank you so much for for making us one of the top 10 sites in the 24/7 sports network and probably the country. Thank you so much for that. Also, thank you for our free users, our free users who watch the YouTube show, who read our free content that we put out on Facebook, um, who check us out through Google, who go to the site. We appreciate you as well. We're a dual revenue system, but uh, really appreciate those subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed right now, it's $1 for your first month. All right, everybody. That's it. Next time I'll be coming to you, it'll be from Athens doing a little walk and talk, maybe inside the stadium, maybe outside, maybe in and out. We don't know. But uh, we'll see how that shakes out. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.